RTHK, the news at one with Barry O'Rourke. The top stories, the head of the hospital authority urges people who feel mildly unwell to go to private doctors rather than clog up public hospital emergency rooms. The health secretary says misinformation on coronavirus vaccines is the reason for the low inoculation rate among the elderly. And more than a million homes and businesses in the United States are without power as the country's hit by an intense winter storm. Public hospital chief Tony Coe has urged people who get sick but only have mild symptoms to seek help from private doctors instead of public hospital emergency rooms in the next few days. The chief executive of the hospital authority says he's very worried about emergency rooms being inundated and long waiting time over the holiday period. Writing on his blog, Mr Coe said ERs have been receiving nearly 5,000 people daily recently. He also said that public hospitals have been under huge pressure, treating an increasing number of people who fell ill because of the cold weather and COVID-19. The Health Secretary Lo Chung Mao says misinformation on COVID vaccines is to blame for the low inoculation rate among the elderly. Asked if the government is still relying on the vaccine pass scheme, Professor Lowe said the programme is only one of the ways to boost vaccination rates. He also appealed to the public to work together in encouraging people to get jabbed. Unfortunately, there is a lot of misinformation in the media and the uh, community about the uh, adverse effect of vaccines, a lot of anti-science, anti-vaccine propaganda, which unfortunately is creating a hesitancy in our uh, elderly in getting this vaccine. We hope we can all work together to remove all these misinformation and hurdles and try to encourage our high-risk population, especially our young kids and the elderly, to boost up the vaccination rate as soon as possible. More than a million homes and businesses in the United States are without power as an intense winter storm sweeps across the country. The coldest temperature, minus 38 degrees Celsius, was recorded in Montana. Rapidly plunging temperatures, heavy snows and fierce winds have complicated the plans of many people travelling at the start of the Christmas holiday. The governor of New York State, Kathy Hochul, urged caution. The flash freeze and the ice roads are not going anywhere soon. This is going to be an event that's going to continue through the weekend. And the wind chills are going to be absolutely bone chilling. My message is for New Yorkers is simple. This is a life-threatening, dangerous event. Protect yourselves, protect your families. Do not travel until the roads are reopened, that you know it's safe. And hundreds of thousands of people across Canada have also been affected. Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky has used his regular evening address to warn his compatriots against complacency over the Christmas period. He said he feared Russia might step up its offensive over the holiday season as he thanked the international community for its continued support. Thanks to all our partners who help us and together with us are securing victory over tyranny. And please remember who is fighting against us. With the approaching holiday season, Russian terrorists may become active again. They despise Christian values and any values in general. Therefore, please heed the air raid signals, help each other and always take care of each other. Switching to Russian to address Russian citizens directly, he said they should understand that terror would never go unanswered. Facebook's parent company, Meta, has agreed to pay more than 700 million US dollars to settle a lawsuit linked to the British political consultancy firm Cambridge Analytica. 
The action was launched in the United States in 2018, after the social network was accused of allowing third parties access to the personal data of up to 87 million users. The complaint was filed on behalf of up to 280 million Facebook users in the US whose personal data might have been released to third parties without their consent. Janice Wong is a privacy and ethics researcher. It's still just a drop in the ocean as Meta doesn't acknowledge fault on their part and still only covers US users and even still amounts only to around two or three US dollars if each individual decided to make a claim. And now to the weather. It'll be fine and very dry in the afternoon with moderate northeasterly winds, occasionally fresh offshore, and the outlook fine and dry over the Christmas holidays, cool in the morning and at night. The temperature difference between day and night will be relatively large in the new territories. It'll become cold in the latter part of next week. And currently at the observatory, the temperature is 20 degrees Celsius and the relative humidity is now at 36%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. President Emmanuel Macron has condemned the fatal shooting of three people in central Paris as an odious attack on Kurds in France. Police say the 69-year-old attacker, who has a criminal record, was acting out of hatred of foreigners. The BBC's Hugh Schofield has more. Members of the city's Turkish-Kurdish community were angry and distraught at the news. They began throwing projectiles at police at the scene, who responded with tear gas, and a tense standoff lasted into the evening. Just before midday, the killer drew out a handgun and began firing outside a Kurdish community centre on the Rue Donguin. He was overpowered and taken into custody. This evening, the area remains tense, many in the Kurdish community here accusing the French government of failing to protect them. The U.S. House of Representatives has approved a vast spending program averting a federal government shutdown with only hours to spare. The 1.7 trillion U.S. dollar bill incorporates the Biden administration's plans to boost domestic spending, supports Ukraine's defense effort and reforms U.S. election law. The Senate gave its approval on Thursday. The BBC's Anthony Zürcher has details. The 2023 U.S. budget, approved by the House of Representatives in a 225-201 to vote, spends nearly $773 billion on domestic social programs and $850 billion on the U.S. national defense. The legislation includes new spending on health care programs, $45 billion in aid to Ukraine, protections for pregnant women and new mothers in the workforce, and reforms to make challenging the certification of presidential elections more difficult. President Joe Biden called the massive bill proof that Republicans and Democrats can work together. And to sport, and the English Premier League gets back underway on Boxing Day after its World Cup break. Manchester United face Nottingham Forest as they continue their bid for Champions League qualification. They'll be keen to get their centre-back partnership of World Cup runner-up Rafael Varane and World Cup winner Lisandro Martinez back together. Here's the United boss, Eric Ten Hag. He's still celebrating in Argentina, hey, in Buenos Aires. Hey, he's still hey, on the touring car, hey, going around in Buenos Aires. So it's the highest what you can achieve. Hey, but also, Licia Martinez has to accept on the 27th, the Premier League will go on. What about Brown? Of course, he's disappointed about losing the final. But I think also he can be proud hey, that he was again in that final. Uh, and with all what he achieved already in his football career, it's also massive. And I, still, I think he can still be proud because getting to the final, that's already a big achievement. 
Monday's action gets underway with Brentford hosting Spurs in the early kickoff. Brentford boss Thomas Frank says that forward Ivan Tony is focused on his football despite being charged by the FA with a further 30 alleged breaches of betting rules this week. Last month he was charged with 232 alleged breaches. We try to support uh, the best possible way we can. For me the most important thing is that I'm looking at the player and, and the person and I see him out there, he's um, focused on the, on the football, he's training well, um, he's doing everything he can to prepare and be ready and hopefully score goals on, on Boxing Day against, against Tottenham. And in cricket, the England bowler Sam Curran has become the most expensive auction buy in the history of the Indian Premier League after the Punjab Kings bought him for just over 2.2 million US dollars. Six franchises tried to buy Curran, who helped England win this year's T20 World Cup and was named player of the tournament. Prakash Wakanda is an Indian cricket journalist. Well, you know, it's funny. The, the IPL auctions, I think, have stopped uh, Jaws from dropping anymore because... Every time there's an auction, there's something new and some, some new record of the other is broken. But frankly, uh, it was very clear that Sam Curran will be among the very top buys. Uh, the fact that he went for as much as he did, I think, just shows that, uh, you know, his brand has been built up so much. And I think the fact that he's probably not a regular in the England test side probably also means that his availability might be a little bit better than some others, is my personal view. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The head of the hospital authority has urged people who get sick, that's Tony Coe, but only have mild symptoms, to seek help from private doctors instead of public hospital emergency rooms in the next few days. And the health secretary says misinformation on coronavirus vaccines is the reason for the low inoculation rate among the elderly. And more than a million homes and businesses in the United States are currently without power as the country's hit by an intense winter storm. That's all the news from RTHK. And in honour of the fact that Michael Lance can't be here today, he's in uh, the US celebrating Christmas, going to play a Toto song, because I'm pretty sure that's what he does after the news. Michael, this one's for you. Merry Christmas, sir.